Olivia Cappuccini. Can you say that for me, please? Olivia, Olivia Cappuccini. Sean, Olivia Cappuccini. Olivia Cappuccini. Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that asks the question, where are you going to spend your money nowadays? Which one gives you better bang for your buck? Will it be Netflix or will it be cinema that will win this battle for the screens, for our eyeballs and our money? My name is Tosin and I am based up in Coventry, near, well, near Coventry in the Midlands. And joining me as always are my fellow intrepid cinema goers on the Isle of Wight. We have Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. And now, you see, now, before we started this show, right, we started off, and we started off saying, saying the name Olivia Cappuccini. Say it with me again, guys. Olivia Cappuccini. Olivia Cappuccini. Olivia Cappuccini. And that is because she was the director of a film we spoke about a couple of weeks, uh, last week, I believe it was, when we spoke about Andy Murray resurfacing. Yeah, yes. and I could not remember her last name. <laughs> and I was like, it, I was Olivia Cap, Olivia Cap, something. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And we moved on because we were we were really really running out of time at that point. And then when we put up uh, put up on Twitter the we, because every week we put a post up on the Netflix Cinema Twitter account saying this is who we are, all that kind of stuff, or this is what the Nate episode is, and saying what it is we spoke about that week. Olivia Cappuccini liked our tweet. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, Olivia Cappuccini. Well, we want to get her name right then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so obviously we're doing this, and I'm thinking, well, you know, no one's listening. It doesn't matter if I get something wrong. And then she likes it. I'm like, oh, oh dear. So, so, so just in case she actually clicked play and listened to it, I actually tweeted her and said, I'm so sorry. I beg you forgiveness. I sent her a gif of Puss in the Boots doing his big, big eyes thing. Say, please yeah. for, forgiveness for, 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 totally, for, for totally forgetting how to pronounce your last name. So I thought I would we'll set it right this week and go Olivia Cappuccini. But, We've done it. Olivia yeah. Cappuccini. Olivia Cappuccini. Yes. Cappuccini. Now you're doing it. So sorry, sorry. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay, sorry. All oh, right. Olivia Cappuccini. Olivia yeah. Cappuccini. Yes. Uh, okay. But, okay. So, so this this week we also had. I mean, we spoke about Alicia Pilkington, who was the student journalist from the Leopard, the student newspaper of Goldsmith University. Yes. And um, and so I sent her the link to the last week's show, and she was like, "Oh, thank you so much. I'll, I'll have a listen to that." And it made me think that people might be listening to this and be wondering, "Hang on a second, why the heck is one of them in Coventry and the other one on the Isle of Wight? How on earth did that happen?" So, <laughs> so Sharon, could you just clue in the people to how on earth that happened in the first place? Well, way back when there used to be a quiz night at the local cinema, and. We, um, all being cinema enthusiasts, basically went along to this cinema quiz with different people and we got to know each other. And then our interesting film developed into doing a radio show at our local radio hospital, at uh, the hospital radio. And we did that for a while. And that was called, they don't make them like they used to, where we talked about films from before 1980. Yep. Um, it was like a nostalgic film show. Then we um, were approached to come and do a live radio show, which we did for a couple of years, a film review show. And that has morphed into the podcast that you're now listening mm. to, that the three of us have carried on that relationship of talking about film 
past, present and future um, on different platforms because we um, are enthusiasts and we like each other. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very well, very well done. In fact, I probably couldn't have said that. I'd have probably missed that. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about it is that the, the film quiz that happened at the Cine World Cinema on the Isle of Wight, I actually found out about the film quiz when I went to the loo in the cinema and there was actually, there was a poster above the urinal and I was like, Oh, yeah, ah. I, th I, th I think I'll I think I'll try this out. <laughs> that that's how it worked. And now, what's this like? What six years later? Yes, still yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, six years later. Do you keep in touch with your friend Giles at all? Oh yeah, I keep in touch with Giles. Yeah, I keep in touch with Giles. Oh, that's good. Yeah, keep in touch with Giles. New. He yeah he. I'm not sure if Netflix has listened to this, but he actually shares my Netflix password. So, oh, <laughs> so, okay. so, so every now and then I'll switch on like at the moment we're, um, we're, we're watching The Crown and we're switching in and we'll be like okay let's watch an episode of The Crown I'm like hang on a second we haven't watched episode 7 who's been watching Giles <laughs> and it's like continue watching it's like I haven't started watching this uh, how can I continue yeah. watching and you're like hang on American Horror Story who the heck's watching American Horror Story oh no that wasn't us that was Giles that was right. Giles and Nicole. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so still, still keep in touch with Giles. That's the, the, yeah, but yeah, that's true. And now here we are, six years later, still doing this every week. Getting, getting messages from people like Olivia Cappuccini and Alicia Pickleton and all the. I, don't, I think I just called her Pickleton, Pilkington, and um, all the other people whom I listen to us, like Superfan Nina and London correspondent Holly and all that kind of stuff. So it's all pretty good now. The, we are coming to you in the week in which the final massive film of the year has been released. Well, apart from Cats, because <laughs> because regardless, and we've of, all been looking forward to that one, haven't we? <laughs> I, I I think Cats is going to be huge. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think Cats is going to be one of the biggest films of the year, quite frankly, because people are going. Well, to, Greatest Showman was, wasn't it? Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, because but but yeah. but the thing is, Greatest Showman musical. Musical. Yeah, Greatest Showman had a story, and it did. And, and Greatest Showman didn't didn't send the internet into meltdown when it released its first trailer. People were going, "What the heck is this? Kill it! Kill it with fire!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, but Cats is so weird, and it looks so crazy that I reckon it's going to be the biggest thing. But this is the week yeah. in which Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker has been released, and. Sharon, Sharon, you have not seen... So Sean and I both went, we, we both sacrificed for the cause and we went to see midnight showings of The Rise of Skywalker. Is that not right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. yeah. You were there, hot off the marks. Hot off the, yeah, hot off the marks because I wasn't having anybody we, spoil this thing. <laughs> no, me too. But the thing is, what I found with the midnight showings is I come home, I'm in total darkness and I sleep and I've got one of these sad lights that wakens yeah. up and I wake myself up about uh, about 11 o'clock yep. and I have a cup of coffee and now I'm all awake because I did find that I mean uh, that's probably an well, age have thing. a snooze before you like, go or, yeah, you, or so you mean I before went, you go so, to the cinema yeah before before I go so about okay. 8 o'clock I'll darken the room and I'll try and I'll try and rest whether yeah. I can sleep or not and then I get up about 11 coffee you know freshen up and I'll go and I'm wide awake because I made the mistake you know like how I and hate you go tired, how yeah. I hated the Dawn of Justice I mean, yes. I absolutely loathe that film with a passion. <laughs> they were talked about another one, right? But oh I think my God. it might have been that I was so tired. And I was thinking back, I think I might have even dozed off for 
like a few seconds yeah. in, in and out. Do you no, know what it's I mean? Not a bit in and out. When you're so. tired, because you're thinking, oh, when will yeah. this film ever end? Yeah. And it's just because you're tired. Yeah. It's not because so, you're bored. It's but, so, but it's so also because it's also because that's a bad film. That's that's. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, there is that too. That is, yeah, 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 yeah. There's that too. <laughs> but well, I mean, I had to sleep. I did it first for the End Game, Avengers yeah. End Game, and I was well, you know, I loved it. You said so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have yet to see um, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. I'm due to go see it on Monday. Yeah, you need to go see it on Monday. And you have you have very diligently, like I said, that I went to see this thing early so I could avoid spoilers. You still have yourself yeah. like what another three, four days of us avoiding spoilers, right? Yes. And my brother's going to see it tomorrow, so I'm like, don't say a word about this film. Uh, which is why you have <laughs> you you have requested to be recused from when we actually talk about this film. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to disappear off with and read my Kindle for, <laughs> for the next 10 minutes. Read your Kindle, and probably so, with like, you know, ear defenders on. Ear defenders on and like hum a happy tune to myself. Um, <laughs> I whistle a happy tune. <laughs> so that I don't hear it. I've even avoided like, the, the, the trailer because oh, yeah. I want to go into this film not knowing anything okay. and without being, having any influences on my opinion. It's going to be difficult for those few days so it, if you wait till Wednesday, isn't it? I'm just but, not going to read anything okay. about it's, it. It's going to be I, like that episode of like, you know, whatever happened to the likely lads. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just you walk in, oh, is it awful when, because last time I, I had it spoiled for me, one of the, the Star Wars films, just because it was a casual text and someone said, you know, no spoilers, but it was really sad when this happened. Oh, I right. thought that's a complete spoiler. That that's the spoiler. definition of a spoiler. Yeah. What, what 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 dictionary are they using? Yeah, because <laughs> they referred to it. They said I was really. I think it was something like I was really sad by the death of a character, but I'm not going to say who. I thought, well, you just told me someone major dies, <laughs> so I can. It's going to be one of two people, basically. So they completely spoiled. So, and that was just like a one throwaway line that went, <laughs> I went ah the day before I went to see. Um, I think that was Last Jedi. Or Last something. Jedi, yeah, or pro, yeah. Oh, okay. So, so we do that. But, anyway, so I'm going to disappear. Okay, no, 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 not quite. Okay. But just before, before you go, before you go, I was going to tell my story, like yeah. what, because what Sean was saying about okay. going to midnight showings and everything like that. And Sean, you're you're totally right because I I looked at it and I realized that today, this Thursday, I had to wake up at five thirty in the morning to go for a business networking meeting, and I had myself like a tennis game at twelve, and I was like, oh my god, this is. This is bad, I, I, because I was like, I want, I wanted to watch the film before we came onto the podcast, and I thought I won't be able to watch it on Thursday afternoon because there's just not going to be the time to do it. So I have to go for the midnight showing, but then I have to be up at five thirty to go to a networking meeting, and I'm like, oh, good lord, how, how's this going to work? And thankfully, I have a wife who is used to shift work and who read me the riot act and went, right, this is it. This is the only way you're going to make this thing work. You need to go to bed. <laughs> He's like, you need to go to bed at 7 o'clock, fall asleep until 11, wake up at 11, go there, come back, do some stuff. Da -da -da -da. And I'd, yeah, so I, have to, I just have to say thank you very much, Claudia, who is in the other room. Oh. You can probably hear me right now. Thank you, Claudia. Send um, send her my best. Oh, send us yeah. our, send, send our best to her. I will do. I will yeah. do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely, I can do that. Do you know, yeah. I haven't got a problem. And I used to find that if I used to drive any distances and I started to feel tired, if you pull over, just put the recliner back. Yeah. 15 minutes, shut your eyes, 10, 15 minutes. Yep. It's enough, it's, isn't it? It's enough. Yeah. Yeah, I've, you, I was a shift worker for many, many years. Yeah. I used to see, I, I was do, a I shift worker. I didn't do work. nights, yeah. but I did late. I was a shift worker. I used to see work and shift. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's an old one, I know. But uh, no, I had to put that in there. Sorry, Sham, carry on. But yeah, so I've got in the habit of a power naps because yeah. I couldn't come in from work and then go straight to bed I would find I'd struggle with that so yeah. I would have a power nap <coughs> if I was late so I could have a power nap and then 
Happy ready to go. Good stuff. All right, so Sharon, well, I believe I believe it is time. Yes, I will see you in on. It's like those contestant shows, isn't it? Where it's like, <laughs> where you finally go. Oh, yeah. I bid. I bid four. Yeah. Okay, we're back to you. Okay, just make make yourself at home, Sharon. <laughs> Sorry about the mess. <laughs> you okay. see that? No, that is not Sharon. a sound. That is not a sound effect. That is Sharon walking out of Sean's room, yeah. opening the that squeaky is. squeaky door. That's the one, the okay. squeaker. Okay. okay, so so okay, we're gonna give ourselves ten minutes for this. Sean, I'm cool. hearing a bit of an echo. Is uh, um, let me just check, make sure that uh, the um, did Sean leave her earphones behind? Whoa. Yeah. So I've just yeah no, so I haven't got the speaker on, so I don't know where the echo's coming from. Did Sean leave her um, earphones behind? Ah, right. Okay. Shall I take them out? Yeah, yeah. If you can disconnect hers, I think that'll be, that might be it. Is that better? I've disconnected. Is uh, that better? Yes. Yes, that is better. Yeah. Okay. That's that cool. That's, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Cool. Right, then. Good stuff. There so go. we're going to give ourselves 10 minutes to talk about this, to talk about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. For some people, this is probably the most anticipated movie of the year. Now, with this, I don't think it's worth even talking about the plot or anything like that because people don't care about the plot. It's Star Wars. They don't. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Stuff's going to happen. There's going to be good. There's going to be evil. There's going to be a light side and a dark side. There'll be lightsabers, blah, 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 whatever. What you really want to know is what you thought about this film. Now, Sean, I'm going to let you go first. Fire away. Let me go first. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fire, Fire away. away. What did okay, you think I'll about, this? about this? What? what did I think about this film? I thought it was... Uh, 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 do I want the positives or the negatives or or just as they come? Anyway, just just go as it comes. Off. Go as it comes. Yeah. So, um, uh, spectacular action scenes, okay. But I did think this film was all over the place. So many inconsistencies. I know if, if I mean, I should imagine if I was a 13-year-old or 15-year-old, I probably would not even think about some of the things that go on. So it probably would be a great movie. But it was just like now I'm here, now I'm there, you know, and I know they could travel at light speed and stuff, but it was really like, everything was really, really convenient. And it was like, it moved uh -huh. at quite a fast pace, but uh -huh. it moved a bit too quick. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And um, so many, so, so many inconsistencies with that. And, you know, like, all I can say is, you know, uh, is it, I, I mean, obviously it's a different galaxy because it's a galaxy far, far away, but I think in space, if you're in space, you, you need some sort of uh, breathing apparatus or some sort of magnetic thing. It was just, you know, let's just say a scene. A scene. I was thinking, no, that doesn't. That's not. That, 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 that doesn't work. You know, why didn't that just? Why didn't that just come out? You know, like one of the creatures, one of the horsey creatures, just sort of come out and float away into the, you know, and and and, and not do nothing. But you know, so so yeah, for me. I think it was uh, it was better than the other films, and it probably answered a few questions that that people were after. But uh, uh, yeah, um, spectacular scenes, okay. pretty good, but but lots and lots of inconsistencies, lots of flitting about, and a lot of things okay. that annoyed me. Okay. I tried I tried not to be annoyed. Tozen, I've got to say this: I tried not to be annoyed. I did really, really, but some things were just too blatantly stupid. Okay. But, so anyway, that's me. 
All right, you know, now I think I have to say something because after I read, because I'd been avoiding all reviews, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I didn't want, that. I didn't want to know anything about this thing until I went to see the film. So I went to watch the film and I came straight out and, and because I subscribe to Empire Movie Magazine, I love Empire Movie Magazine. They have a podcast as well that I listen to regularly, and I think there's sometimes where, where without realizing, I steal some of their stuff to actually go in here. And the their right. review is written by a journalist called Helen O'Hara. And if you go to the Empire Magazine website and look at her review, I look. I thought her review was spot on. I thought it was spot on. So much so that afterwards, I had to tweet out, just kind of like, boom, Helen O'Hara, boom. So, so what I say, I'm going to try very, very hard to not just sort of recycle what she said, but I think that what she said was just perfect, perfect and on the money. So, I totally agree with you, Sean. This film, you do. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I was watching it going. This thing is all over the place. What is going on here? I mean, I think that the the the, the okay, we've spoken about this on the podcast before, and I said about how I was so not looking forward to this film. I was not looking forward to Rise of Skywalker, and it was for one reason and one reason only, and that was the fact that at the end of the trailer they had a laugh, and that laugh is very, very obviously Emperor Palpatine, who is. Yeah who yeah. is the big bad, the big bad guy in the original Star Wars thr- trilogy. And I was like, what the heck? What is he doing here? And I and we actually had a discussion on this where, where I said I wasn't looking forward to this because of that and because they're just going back and they're not coming up with any new ideas. And I, I, I feel like there's, there's this sort of like war that's been going on with the Star Wars movies recently where you have the traditionalists and you have the people who think we need to move forward. So you have someone like J.J. Abrams, who I think is a traditionalist. And he just seems to think, no, Star Wars is what has already happened. And so we're just going to go back to what's already happened and kind of rehash that. So he did uh, The Force Awakens, which we have said at the long, is a rehash of A New Hope. Then you had Rian yes, Johnson. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's a total rehash of A New Hope. You had Rian Johnson who did The Last Jedi. And for all of its faults, I know some people absolutely hate it. I don't hate it. I actually think it's, I quite like it. But I know that there are faults with the film. One of the things I really, really liked about that film was that they, tr- they were trying to move things forward. They were trying to go, okay, look, let's, let's leave these things in the past. Let's come up with something else. Let's come up with something. Let's, and I think where The Last Jedi ended up, it, it en- ended up in a really opening, interesting place. Where you could, ooh, we could go there. We could see what happens. We could expand the world a bit. And then they brought J.J. Abrams back in, who is like your, your, he's your Star Wars traditionalist. But I think like, so you have Rian Johnson, who, who I think he kind of looks at the world. He sees the Star Wars world and he sees possibilities. He's like, oh, we could go here. We could go there. There's so many, there's so many nooks and crannies of this world that's been presented to us that we haven't, ex- we haven't examined yet. But J.J. Abrams is like, no, 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 no. We have to go back to the things that we know definitely have. Yes, yes, yes. And def- and he and bringing the emperor back, I think for me, that was just a stupid idea. I mean, let people die for goodness sake. <laughs> and the, the more they've been going on in this, the more they've been going on in this film series, the more they just seem to like say death doesn't mean anything. I'm like, oh, for, I'm like, just go. I, don't just give me the things that I've already seen. Give me something new. And I feel like that's what this film just doesn't do. I, I, I haven't said that there are some scenes and some things that look like paintings that are painterly, they are great to look at, and you're like, oh my word, that is amazing. And it's it's a good film to look at. You're talking about the action sequences. I mean, I think, yeah, they were mm. good. They, they were good. Uh, yeah, they, they, they were wow. good. They, I, th- I, think, yeah, I, I think the lack of logic that you 
that you were talking about, like how you're like, hang on, how did that happen? How did he get from there to there? Wasn't, hang on, he would have needed a ship. Where did he get a ship yeah. to get from that place? To, wasn't he stranded yeah. on that planet? How the heck did he find a plane? <laughs> Just yeah, and, and, I, and I mean, bits like, oh, you know, there's, there's this bit of action going on. Where is he? Surely, you know, uh, but no, he just sort of pops out later. It's, I, I, yeah, there's lots of stuff. But yeah. do you know what really, what, what, what bugs me a bit about some films is, and I think I said this about that um, Angel Has Fallen and all that, is that the, the Imperial troops are like, you know, they're like, they don't know what they're doing. They're like, they're like and I mean, these are, these are highly trained people, but it's just like, what? You know what I mean? And you've got like masses of things and it's like, well, that got, you know, that's like a, a major, major shit. That's, that's easily got rid of, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, no. why, why are they so incompetent, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's just so many, and this, this, I mean, there's so many bits in the film. But I think, I think first of all, I think the film takes ages to get going. I think it takes yeah. absolute ages to get going. It's like, oh, it's almost as if they had to reintroduce you to everybody again and say what's going on. So it wasn't as if, it's not like, you know, let's say Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, even though some time has passed between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi hits the ground running. And it's like, this is what's happened. This is what we're going to do. We know Han Solo's over there. We've got to go get Han Solo. We're trying to get Han Solo. That is what, that's how Return of the Jedi hits, hits off. Mm-hmm. But this just sort of starts off with, oh yeah, and remember the last time, remember this person? Well, this is what they're doing now. Remember this person? No, this is what they're doing now. Remember this person? This is what they're doing now. Like, I don't care! <laughs> and it just takes ages. It takes ages to get going. And then when it actually does get going, and it's like, you know, they put all these characters together. And instead of staying with the characters that we've known for two films so far, they keep introducing new characters. They keep introducing new characters that you don't have time to actually... And this is a film that's already over two hours long. You don't have time to hang out with any of these characters to get to to care. I just don't care about any of these characters. That, but I'm like, just focus on the ones you already have. We don't need you to introduce yeah. new people. And people... And you've cast really, really well-known good actors in all these tiny roles. That makes you think... That, that makes you want to focus on that role but then you go oh for goodness sake what, what is going on i think the i think this the not the script not so much the script but the dialogue i think the dialogue is terrible i honestly the dialogue there were bits in this where people were saying things and i was rolling my eyes i, I was like i was like what nonsense is this it reminds me of the anecdote of harrison ford and how in the first star wars movie he said to george lucas when he was looking at the script he was like George, you know you can write this. It's like you can write this expletive, but you sure can't say it. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And there were bits of this one that just made me think. Yeah, bang on the money. This stuff is. I mean, I just thought the script was not that great. I, I, I think I feel like they wasted so many people in it. I thought C three PO was annoying. Oh my god, everything he said was just annoying, and. Apart from a bit where they, they do something to C3PO and then he becomes funny. They, he actually becomes quite <laughs> he becomes funny. But apart from yeah, that, I just yeah. I just thought it was annoying. So uh I mean there was I some mean, I mean I could do I could do you know I talk about my five minute spoiler rant, so I could do a ten minute spoiler rant on this one. I, I could I would maybe, join maybe you. another time. You you'll probably I, join me, but we perhaps we'll do an extra one sometime on I, I we would, should do we should do that. I, I would join you, you. I'm, I'm really pleased you agree with me. I'm like, yay! You know, no, honestly, Sean, I, I was watching this film and I was just kind of like, oh my God, what the heck? J.J. Abrams, what is wrong with you? And I, and I feel, I, and when I talk about him being a traditionalist, like he, I think he thinks that there's a Star Wars playbook. 
there's things you're supposed to include because it's Star Wars. And yeah. and I just felt like he just kept putting these things in and it was it was a it, it was a bit like a pain by numbers. We need to have that, yep, check. We need to have that, yep, check. We need to have that, yep, check. And there's a bit where you have like okay, there's if anybody's watched Avengers Endgame, you people have talked about portals and it's a bit where the cavalry arrive. And in every Star Wars movie you have a cavalry arrive moment. And I feel like in the year in which you had Star Avengers Endgame doing such a kick ass cavalry arriving moment. The one in this one just feels a bit meh. And Yeah. Yeah. And, and, a bit meh. Meh is exactly right. In the words of Happy John, meh. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, yeah. I, this is this is the thing. I came out of the cinema and my first thought was meh. And I, yeah. I, it was like meh. And it was also, I hope they don't make any more Star Wars movies. That was, yeah. that was actually my... I was like, I well, sincerely oh, hope they oh. do not make any more Star Wars movies. But I think they make the cut the TV series, aren't they? I mean, I've heard, read, yeah. heard really good things about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, but that's not out over here until, until next March. year, I don't think. Until March. Yeah, all that long. Yeah, but honestly, I was, I just, I just, I, I, I was at this. I just, yeah. This one just made me think. Uh, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. So, so we better give it our ratings, and we can get Sharon back. Yes, give it our ratings. I mean, so I would. You, I, you start. You. I'll you give go it first. I'll give it a three. And I think, and to be honest uh, with you, I think, I think one of those stars is only because it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> movie, Chosen, We are, we are singing from the same page, my friend. We are singing from exactly the same page. This is like, this is like a precedent now. It's like, oh wow, uh, uh, we agree, we agree all the time, which I, I, is, uh, I think, I which think, which is class. So it's a, it's I, a three for me as well. I think, I think we're, we're we're getting too close to each other. We've been spending too much time yeah. hanging around each other. But, but honestly. <laughs> Honestly, I I, I, think, I I don't think I, I don't think I, I've been as disappointed after a Star Wars movie as I was after this one. No, no. Oh, I think, it, but I mean, I mean, I guess they're trying to appeal to a whole new age group, aren't they? Really, maybe, yeah, maybe but, that's 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 what they're trying to do. Yeah, but but this is my thing. So, if you're going to appeal to a whole new age group, do something new. Don't bring back it. don't bring back old bad guys. That it makes no sense that they're still alive. That you don't properly explain. That you try and you try and explain away by in a terrible script with like some mumbo jumbo about nonsense and it's and, and i'm like no that doesn't make any sense and and it's like you know, you know the how like in the old star wars movies like luke because he's the jedi he spends a lot of time away from everybody else and i mean there's like the same mm-hmm. hymn sheet ray spends all the time away from everybody else kylo ren is supposed to be the supreme leader he spends no time actually leading he spends all his time chasing off after something or other you're like you're like, you're like oh, oh i'm getting out to spoiler at territory i'm getting out to spoiler at territory i mean the knights of ren what the hell i mean <laughs> i know i know oh good That's lord it. oh oh man i'm so i'm so sad i'm so sad but yeah i i I did not enjoy it. I was, I've been, th- I've been hoping that, as, I've been hoping that the more I think about it, the more like you know, it might, it might grow. You might, it might salvage something. But yeah. no, the more but I think I mean, about, the more I think about, it, the more I think it's not a good yeah. film. <laughs> it's not a good film. I'm gonna get Sharon in toes. Yes, get her back in. I should, uh, yeah, get her back Sharon? in. Sharon. Oh, hang on. You know what I think? Okay. Okay. So, our son and Charlotte are coming back. It's just me and you, listener. At the, at the head 
headphones in and everything, so I couldn't. So um, it was well, like totally Sharon, immersed. Sharon immersed, was serious. Sharon, Sharon was serious yeah. that we are not going to spoil this for her. <laughs> she had the volume on full and everything, didn't you? Didn't hear us. We are not going oh, to spoil this for her. Okay. No. All right. So. All right. Okay. While you guys are while you guys are settling down, while you guys are settling down, I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to start talking a little um, bit about the next film that we're going to talk about on Netflix. And cool. now, back in the room. Yes. So, now, the next one we're going to talk about is Marriage Story. And this is one of two Adam Driver movies. You guys okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. There's just a uh, lot. Back in the room and we're locked in. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of banging around going. So, this is one of two Adam Driver movies that I spoke about recently that have... They've been in cinemas, but for a very, very short amount of time before all of a sudden they appear on a streaming site. And it's almost like a simultaneous thing. And that is, uh, it's A, Marriage Story, and B, um, the, the Report. I think it's, it's, it's about a guy who was writing a, a report on American troops using torture. Now, I've seen Marriage Story. I haven't seen The Report yet. But we thought we'd have Adam Driver versus Adam Driver today. So we have Adam Driver in the cinema in um, Star Wars. And now we have... Oh, Sharon, I hope that's not a spoiler. Adam Driver is, is in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, oh, yes. No, that's that's okay. That's an acceptable spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. And, um, oh. <coughs> and so this is a film, Marriage Story. And uh, because he, the last couple of films he's been in, Marriage Story, The Report... They both sort of disappeared from cinemas very, very quickly and then showed up on a streaming site. It made me worry for Star Wars, actually. I was like, if you have Adam Driver in a movie, it seems like it just doesn't stay in cinemas that long. But I think they'll, oh, no. be, <laughs> I think they'll be okay with Star Wars. But Sharon, just in case, go see it as soon as possible. And so, yeah, now Marriage Story is a film that stars um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. And it kicks off, and it kicks off with Adam Driver's voice saying, oh, what do I like about Nicole? And he starts talking, and you find out that Nicole, the person he's talking about, Nicole, is his wife. And it goes on for about three minutes, and he lists all the things that he really, really likes about um, about his wife. Then Scarlett Johansson, Nicole, comes in and says, what do I like about Charlie, which is Adam Driver's character, and starts talking about everything that she likes about him. And this goes on for about seven minutes. And then it cuts, and all of a sudden you see that they're, what, they're actually sat in a mediation meeting, and it's the first stages of them deciding their divorce. And it's the first stages of them. So them writing down the things that they like about each other is supposed to help them so that as they're going through a divorce, they remember why on earth they love this person in the first place and it doesn't get nasty. Ah. Yeah. And then what happens from that from there on is just like a, it, it goes through almost in sort of like forensic detail of how this thing, how this divorce works. And the direct the writer and director Noah Bomback, he it, apparently he recently went through a divorce himself and this and it really really in it really what's the word infused informed this film um when when it was being made so it's it starts off with them they have a son they have a young son henry and it starts off with them saying okay let's just try and figure it out ourselves because he's a director she's an uh, he's a theater director she's an actor she wants to go out to la and pursue some other things because she feels as if her life she's only ever lived it for him and not for herself and he wants to stay in New York. He really doesn't want to go to LA. So they're like, okay, we're going to figure it out. We'll sort out what's happening with our kid. We'll, we'll figure it out. We don't want to get lawyers involved. And then it goes through how little by little their resolve to not get lawyers involved ends up with, you know, being put away. They get lawyers involved. It gets nasty and just goes into forensic detail of what happens when a marriage breaks down and you actually have to go through this. The difference is that in, 
as opposed to something like you know Kramer versus Kramer, which is also like fighting all all over the place. <laughs> yeah, this actually this go this is just very very human. Like these are two people who are decent. They are trying to do the right thing by their son. They're trying to do the right thing by each other. But there's all these extra things that come in that like um she uh, Scarlett Johansson gets she gets talked into going to see this celebrity divorce lawyer called um, Nora, played by Laura Dern, who is amazing, absolutely amazing. Adam Driver goes to see uh, another divorce lawyer, played by Ray Liotta, also amazing. <laughs> and it's just and it's just kind of like and it's it's just really really great. This is a film that rises and falls on the performances, and this is the film as well in which I finally finally get what all the fuss about Adam Driver is about. Well, I think, I mean, if I just say this about Adam Driver, yeah. apart from Kylo Ren, yep. I think he's he's really, really, the films I've seen him in, I mean, he was absolutely terrific in Black Klansman. Absolutely. He, do you know what I mean? And he is a really, really good... Um, what other films has he been in? Uh, he's been in a few, hasn't he? Well, he's been in a few. He's been in, it was in one called Patterson. He was in The Dead Don't Die. He was... Uh, oh, yeah, The Dead Don't yeah. Die. That's it. That's the other one. Yeah, yeah he, and, he, um, he does a lot of offbeat stuff. Yeah, I, I, I rate him really, really highly, like, uh, really highly, except for Kylo Ren, which I don't like him as. So, yeah. Well, so. you see, now, this is the thing. This is the thing. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, that was another yes, one, wasn't it? Yes, he Logan was in Logan Lucky. Lucky. He yeah. was good in Logan Lucky. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. I, I've, I quite like, well, I like films that he's been in, but to be honest with you, it's never really because of him. I, it's right. Okay. It's very rare that I'll watch an Adam Driver movie, and I will. It's very rare that I watch an Adam Driver movie, Driver. and I'll be like, mm. "Oh yeah, you know, because he was in it, that was amazing." So, yeah. I yeah. So, but this film is a bit where I was like, "Okay, actually, now I get it. Now, now I get it because he is amazing in this film as a as a dad who's trying to do the right thing by his son, and he's trying to. He's, he's he knows he he knows he isn't perfect. He knows he's a bit self centered and everything like that. I think that the performances are brilliant. You actually buy, you buy um, them as a couple. You buy them as having been married before. You just you just believe that they have gone through something. You believe that yeah, this these guys are a couple. You believe every single emotion that's on the screen, and I think it's just brilliant, absolutely brilliant for that. It's I think it's a great film. I understand why people are talking about it in the Oscar in the Oscar conversation, talking about um, about. I think I think there's been a lot of talk about Adam Driver getting like you know uh, a best actor nomination, but I think even like you know best film and all that kind of stuff, best director. I think that this film could very well be yeah. in the reckoning for all those because I think it's just a very very well made film. It's a very very human story that I think a lot of people would have gone through, and um, yeah, I loved it. I'll give it a four out of five. No, cool. Cornus? Yeah, yeah, I would say. That's good. Yeah, and, and that is, even though it would have been on cinemas, because I think they wanted it to qualify for the Oscars and the Golden Globes, which has been nominated for, I, uh, you can find it on Netflix right now, and I would totally, totally recommend it. It's very, very well worth a watch. Right. So that's Marriage Story, Adam Driver versus Adam Driver, and guess who won? Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Hmm. <laughs> Of the Adam Driver films. Yes, yes, of the Adam Driver, mm. Adam Driver off. 
So um, that's it. <laughs> the Adam Driver race. Anyway, um, so now we're gonna go back to cinema, and this is a film that I think has disappeared from everywhere. That Sean, you happen to do one of your trips across the water, go to Bournemouth, go, oh, what's that? And walk into a film, and this is a film that I was looking forward to. I saw the trailer for it, I heard about it, and it has, and like with so many films, it has just disappeared without a trace, without a whimper from the cinemas. And that is Lucy in the Sky. So Lucy in the Sky, yeah. So Sean, tell okay. me, what's this about? Okay, well this is loosely based on a story of um, an astronaut called Lucy Kohler, um, and she's been. It starts off obviously she's in space, and it's had a major, major effect on her. She's like, you know, all she can think about is is like. I've got to get back. I've got to get, you know, that's all I want to do. I just want to get back. And so her life isn't the same when she comes back. Yeah. She's still at, you know, and, and she works for NASA and um, she sort of, uh, you know, she, she is really, really good at everything. She's like, you know, she's like works, works hard. She was like, at school. She was just perfect. Everything was perfect. You know, yeah. when it comes to scores and tests and everything like that. So she's just really perfect. She wants this. And she has a bit of a, a fling with a, uh, another astronaut you know she has a bit of a and shall we say the astronaut's a bit of a a bit of a boy a bit of a lad you know what a i bit mean of, a bit of a cad there's a few bit of a cad. bit of a cad lad yeah a bit of a cad lad um played by john ham i think and um well that's asking for trouble yeah yeah <laughs> i guess so yeah 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 so <laughs> if and, it's gonna be played by john ham you know that <laughs> and um so but yeah, and it's, as I say, it's loosely based on a true story of she she starts to lose it a little bit, you know, because she, she, when she finds out that this, you know, he's a bit of a, a play around. Oh yeah. And so she makes a she makes a plan to do a kidnapping, right? So she's this plan is she's going to kidnap the the and and then she starts going a bit and and then that's well, well, oh, really... who is she going to kidnap? She's going to kidnap. Um, well, I was sort of because I read up about this a little bit afterwards. I thought she. She was going to kidnap the the girl, the girl, well, like one of the girls, the the, yeah. the astronaut, should we say? But so one of one of her one of her love rifles, one of her love rifles. But in the film, it looks like it's uh, she's after the kidnapping the astronaut. To, to me, that's what it seemed like in the yeah. film. Okay, uh, but but I mean, it just it, it goes all pear shaped, obviously, and um, so you don't really know who it was, but she had an idea of kidnapping, and she's got a daughter as well that she's brings along you know a daughter said oh you know come so she's like well, what's going on and it's, it's a bit of a bit of a crazy ride really yeah. um and i found it really really quite an interesting film and natalie portman i'm not like huge natalie portman fan but we, we were speaking about acting like with adam driver but i thought she was really good in this of sort of descending into i don't know neuro what do you call them mm. neuro neuro neurosis what? neurosis that's it yeah so you, you know um so I thought she was was really good in in this, and John Ham is John Ham, you know, like you say, <laughs> Shaman, you know, he's, he's, he's John Ham. So there wasn't any acting there. Um, but so you've got, all, and I mean, I'm quite interested in the space space thing. So, but as soon as they said, oh, you can't go on the next mission, she, you know, she loses. That's when she loses it totally. Yeah. So, and and all these strange things happen. So yeah, so that's basically the story. So um, so is the story and, is the story mostly on her her kidnapping attempt. Yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't say. I would say you know it's about it's about half and half. It's about half the movie. Okay. Um, and but afterwards, I researched it and all that because she's she she's actually 
where she's driving to is San Diego, whereas in fact the actual incident took place in in Miami. Okay. But, uh, and apparently, you know, because like when she's doing a kidnap, she goes into a hardware store and she buys like you know duct tape and and clamps and and all sorts of things like that. And the door's going, "What are we doing? What are we doing? What are you buying all this stuff?" Um, and although this wasn't in the movie, when I sort of researched it afterwards, apparently in real life she bought some uh, like adult you know adult nappies so that she didn't have to stop when she was driving, you know, and she she sort of took cans of gas and everything because she needed to get yeah she needed to get to the airport as the the people were arriving you know so but she drove it so, so she was like you know taking taking drugs and just driving totally so it's it's and i mean she, it did go to court and everything so it was all pretty you know based on a real thing um but i really really enjoyed it it was a bit offbeat you know it was a bit it was a different movie you know what i mean it was yeah. uh, it's, yeah so so it was an offbeat movie but it was still i enjoyed it more than you know i, so, I thought i might have so do, do you think that and these but they, they, these are a surprise you know these films are a surprise when i don't know about them yeah when you know nothing about them it's a bit like you not knowing one of those star wars yeah you, know? you just want to go in there so it's that, like oh that looks interesting idea. so you've got no con you know you've got no preconceptions of, of what it's going to be about yeah so so, but it's quite so, nice, you know. So is, is it the kind of stuff. film? Is it the kind of film that's sort of like it's just a character study of somebody losing it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 So that's, but that, that's that's basically what it is. Yeah. Someone slowly, you know, their descent into going from a like perfect A one yeah. student to becoming a little bit, as I said, neurotic. Unhinged. <laughs> she becomes a bit neurotic and paranoid and unhinged. Yeah, yeah and does some. Some very, very strange things. All right. I'm going to have to wait. Strange things. I think Netflix is going to have to come to my rescue on this one because I was really interested yeah. when this, when I saw this. I saw the trailer. I did a little bit of reading up about the actual story and I was like, I wonder how the, what they're going to do with this film. So um, how many stars did you give it? Um, I, 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 I probably, I don't know. I don't know with this one. It's a difficult one to call. I mean, I, I, I mean, I suppose along the lines, I would say, I would say, probably give it a three i'd give it a really really strong three okay. you know i wouldn't say it was i wouldn't say it was a super four but a, a really really strong three yeah so so yeah i'll give this one a three all right Sounds reasonable. okay cool cool good stuff good stuff you know i was just about to say um some scores from the previous films that we've had today but i realized that that might be a bit of a spoiler for sharon so <laughs> i caught, yeah. caught myself just in time and i'm going to remember at the end do not go through all the scores of what we gave every single film right yeah so, <laughs> all right cool ah. so, so thanks joe that was lucy in the sky and now we go back to netflix and or netflix and friends so sharon you have seen les miserables Yes, this was an eight-part uh, BBC serialisation oh. that came out last year. It's taken me about a year to get around to watching it. <laughs> um, and it is, basically, it takes the novel... Um, the Victor Hugo novel. The big, it's, a, it's a big chunk of a novel. It's over a 1,000 pages. Yeah. And it's, it goes into much more detail that you, you're not aware of from the musical. And obviously, most people know the musical, love it or hate it. And I know you weren't a fan of the musical Hugh Jackman's version of the, the film. film. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Cockney wide boy. You know what I mean? The little boy. Oh, I'm Mary Poppins. You know what I mean? That <laughs> okay. one in France. Well, you may you not have, I like this as much then because it's set in, obviously, in rural France and then right. in Paris, whereas nearly everyone has, like, a slightly... Um, they all have English accents, accent. oh, right. and some of them, the, the 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 common man has a slightly more sort of East End type accent, oh, whereas the um, door show, yeah, 
that sort of thing. It is, don't you? That's, oh, so you, leave it and, out. Um, leave it out, geezer. <laughs> get out of my pub. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so there is an element of that to it, that they have these sort of... So the, right. the posher they are, the more classic English. No one tries to do a fake French accent, which is probably just as well, because that tends to can make it laughable. Yeah, it's true. It does. It's it true. Does, so yeah. they've gone they've done, gone for our, our class system in terms it's of like accents. So. Robert Patterson and the King, we are looking at you. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, mon ami. And it becomes, yeah, it just becomes an affectation, so it, it doesn't really work. Uh, so, but yeah, this is an adaptation of the, the the classic novel by Victor Hugo, and it is sort of yeah, you follow that story, so you get to see more and understand more of their where they're coming from. But it starts off on the battlefield of Waterloo, oh, yeah. where Thénardier, um is is a pl- he is one of the people who plunder the graves, the bodies after the battle. Yeah, and he's stealing some jewelry off of one particular corpse. When this hand that he's ripping the the ring off turns around and grabs him, and um, he's like, "Oh, thank goodness, you've saved my life. I'm going to remember you forever. Here, take all my money." And so Thanadio then becomes a he buys an inn with the money he's got from this this man that he was robbing, and he has then re- attains his reputation as a hero of Waterloo. That how he saved the colonel of the cavalry, mm. and then. And so you, you, so it starts off at that point that you know that this man is, and this is a much grimmer world than what we've, we've come to expect from like musical lemmies, which is pretty sad. But this is, it starts off with like this. I is did, I did see, I did see a, a, a black and white film actually years ago. Yeah. I think it might have been in a, a time. I remember it was really, really long and a foreign film, and it was black and white, and and that was really quite gritty, you know. Yeah. So this is grim. There's nothing. Mm. My brother watched two episodes with me, and he said, "I can't, I can't watch anymore." <laughs> he said it's depressing. <laughs> it's he says it's sickening in places. There's one scene, and then so you then go, then it sort of splits the narrative. So you follow. You have the narrative that involves Jean Valjean. Yep. And Javert, how he's in the prison hulks, and Javert is his prison guard. And then you see also, um, you cut to the story of Fontaine, who is this sort of young, innocent factory girl, who is basically, she's out with her slightly older, more worldly friends, and they get picked up by these three guys who basically want to set them up as their mistresses. And she's, you know, sort of not, she's always been a good girl, as it were, to use the vernacular of the time. And so she says, you will look after me, won't you, if I, you know, if I get into a relationship with you, you won't you just abandon me because you know, I'm giving up a lot to be with you yeah. and he basically turns into be a right rotter so he leaves her with a baby and unsupported so she's lost her reputation effectively and then she's also been left with an illegitimate child so her only her only prospects of getting married of having a good job or being going into service or anything that would give her responsibility has gone and then you see her by trying to support her child how she does go into the depths of you know the worst that could possibly happen to her you know she sells her hair she sells her teeth and then she's driven to prostitution yeah and then you see how jean valjean adopts her daughter and then the story progresses over the next five or six episodes of how jean valjean tries to atone for his past and other people try to find their way through and that's, this is the point where she sings, I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Yes. You do see it in her head, but when you see her, she develops consumption, yeah. um, tuberculosis, because of the squalor that she's mm-hmm. living in. And it's also she can send a few francs to her daughter, who's been kept by the Thanadiers, who basically use her as slave labour and keep saying, well, if she can afford to send us 15 francs, 
ask her for 40 and then she sells her hair and she sends them 40 francs and it's like ask her for 50 and they keep basically they bleed her dry yeah because until because, she actually because yeah obviously it's well known as a musical but it's literally called the miserables and yes and for one that's the thing the 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 original story was about the people who were downtrodden in france at that time so yeah so so it sounds like this is sort of reclaiming the title from I dream the yes, title by Yes, it's takes it out of that sort of musical theatre world and you see that Taking away from Susan people Boyle. who are Yeah, yeah. People who are poor in that and the same in this country, but not to the same degree. But people who are poor, how how few choices they have. Yeah. And some people choose crime, they choose prostitution they choose theft they choose dishonesty other people try to do the right thing but then they still get downtrodden yeah. and other people um and there's always someone there willing to take advantage of your poverty or your vulnerability or there's always someone who's willing to exploit you and uh, so yes it's, a, it's it is miserable <laughs> but and my yeah, my brother lasted two episodes because um, he was he was off work. He was not feeling very well, so he was like tucked up on the settee. And I said, oh, I'm just going to put an episode of this on. And he was like, Oh, I can't watch it. It's making me depressed. I can't watch it. And so I ended up um, having to wait till he'd gone to bed before I <laughs> watch it. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it's good to see an adaptation of a book where they don't flinch from the more unsavoury aspects of the book or try to sort of, you know, soft soap it. Yeah. The, most, the majority of the people in this book have uh, have a miserable fate. Yeah. <laughs> and they are downtrodden. They are um, victims in every sense of the word. And the one or two people who, you know, who are, who are still standing at the end of the book, <laughs> um, some of them don't get their comeuppance, they don't get justice, and yeah. some of them uh, don't get what they deserve. They should be in jail or they should be, you know, hammered, mm. uh, you know, hounded. They're still standing at the end. So it isn't all about the good guys winning and the bad guys getting their comeuppance. Not in this book, they don't, mm. not in this uh, version. Have you so read the book, Jan? Um, I haven't read it all. Oh, it's right. one of those books that's so it's chunky that like it, yeah. every time I sit down to read it, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to commit to this book for at least a month, probably, right. to do it justice. <laughs> and I'm thinking, do I want to spend a month reading? I mean, I read War and, War and Peace a number of years ago, and that took me about a month to read. Because mm. when you start looking at over a thousand pages, yeah. you've got to commit to that. And I must admit, I've never been quite in the right frame of mind to commit to. Mm all of Lemmy's. So I dipped into it thinking, it is very easy to read. I thought you could whip through it quite quickly, but you still have to commit at least a month worth of reading to get through that. Wow. All right. And so, I never have. So so I would I rated it. Yeah, how many how many stars would you give it? I would give it a four star. Oh, four stars, cool. And if yeah, have... I thought the mm? Yeah, no, yeah, you thought yeah. You were saying you thought. I thought yeah, it was well done, it was well made, well acted, people aged quite convincingly because sometimes in these things like 20 years have passed and they look exactly the same yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I they aged certain characters quite well you see the consequence every action has a reaction and a consequence mm. so yeah I, I liked it i rated it i thought they, the production was very well there weren't many jarring notes sometimes you watch these films and you're thinking what are they doing are they sort of <laughs> doing a funny walk just to make themselves a bit more interesting but there was none of that that really stands out most of them even olivia coleman was as was ghastly as um, Madame Finadier 
And normally she's so lovely. It's like, oh, Olivia Colman, she's lovely. Well, she was awful in this, and you believed that she was absolutely I, awful. You know, you know. So what, it just once, shows how class she is. Once you said Olivia Colman, I was like, that's the role she would be playing. My first thought was because you you say that you usually she's lovely. That's because you have not watched her in Fleabag. In, oh right. <laughs> in Fleabag, she's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, there's a great cast. Yeah, and she was yeah she was up there. She could she was acting her chops off, which was good. But yeah, there's some really good people in there. There's David Yellowo as Javert, Dominic West as Jean Valjean. There was Abdil Akhtar as Saladier. Oh. Wow. David Bradley as an unpronounceable grandfather, and. And um, Lily Collins was very good as Fontaine. Yeah, so they were, yeah, they were really, really good all the so, way along. I thought they did it very well. And and you and the obviously they're going with a, a more diverse cast than is usually cast in something like you know to play whatever century France. Well, and yes, uh, you, you yeah. think that, that that worked quite well. You didn't really notice it after initially thinking, okay, interesting take. The fact that they've got. Um, Javert's a black man, Thenardier is a, is a Pakistani. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, you don't think you notice it because you assume that like our British Empire, the French Empire covered continents, didn't it? So yeah, it did. you are going to have a diverse population. And even in those days, I mean, London was very diverse. I mean, the first black MP was something like 1760-something, wasn't it? So, you know, the people have had diverse um, cultures for a long time. Sure. We just... It doesn't, it doesn't always get represented on screen. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I think uh, mid-19th century Paris probably was more ethnically diverse than we, we assume it is because they have colonies everywhere. So, yeah, I didn't, it, to me it didn't jar. All right. Um, so, yeah, it was, but yeah, it's interesting to see. All right. Um, yeah, a more diverse casting. All right, cool, good stuff. Mm. Thank you very much for that. We shall now scoot over from there because once again, I've, I've just figured out how to make the timer make make a noise. So, so, so okay, so we're gonna go from uh, from Netflix and Friends back to cinema, and this is another film that Sean you have seen, and this is a I've seen yeah Edward Norton movie called Motherless Brooklyn, and it is Motherless one of Brooklyn. those films that has just it's just like yeah in, in and out of cinema. It's been and gone. But yeah. It, so this is Edward Norton making. I think this is his second film that he's directed after Keeping the Faith, and um. It's uh, sets, I guess, in Brooklyn, but it. I know it's a period piece, but besides that, what's it, what's it about? Well, it's yeah, yeah. So it's set in 1950s uh, in New York. The reason it's called Motherless Brooklyn is because you've got um, Bruce Willis, who's like, and and he sort of works for. They're like a private investigation agency, oh, yeah. and there's a few of them. There's there's a few that work, but Bruce Willis is like the head, and he comes up. He calls him Motherless Brooklyn because when they were like when they were like street punks. There's um, they, they sort of sort of rescued him from from sort of in in prison and stuff. We've got a little bit of music there. That's right. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so basically they're they're like gum shoes. They're like and Bruce Willis is onto something, and uh, but he gets he you know he gets he gets killed. So basically, motherless Brooklyn decides that he's going to investigate this whole what happened who killed him who does this so he becomes investigating the thing is with with motherless brooklyn is he's got tourettes really really bad tourettes also so so motherless brooklyn is the name of the edward norton character not the name of the yeah edward norton character because because motherless brooklyn that's what bruce willis called him motherless brooklyn all right so that's that's where the title comes from 
But Edward Norton has got Tourette's. Now, Tourette's, probably most people have heard about Tourette's now with, like, ticks and... Yeah. Right, so, you know, so obviously Tourette's, where you've got lots of, of nervous ticks and, and spontaneous outbursts of, yeah. you know... Spontaneous, uncontrollable outbursts. Yeah, uncontrollable outbursts. So he's doing all this investigating while he's got all this stuff. So there are some bits which are which are really really funny and everybody's got him tapped out as like you know oh he's he's he's, he's mad they sort of accept it some of it's quite funny some of his outbursts are quite funny and i mean i've had sort of experience of people that have had Tourette's yeah and i think he does a really 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 good job i think he does a terrific job of of having the affliction you yeah. know and sort of just just spontaneous <laughs> some of it is quite funny like with with girls or whatever he goes oh touch 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 oh no no <laughs> you know and they sort of look and say what well, you know who's this guy so yeah that i think he does a terrific a terrific good job i think he gets a bit of a bad press doesn't he these days ed norton um as being a bit difficult but obviously if he had control of this yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah i think it, it worked really really well um and you've got alec baldwin he plays like the the he's he's uh, you know the bad uh, builder, should we say? But and he works for the for the for the county. You know, he's like the county uh, county. He's not quite yeah. the mayor, but he's he's, he's like up what, in those he's circles. Like, yeah, or the the rich he's industrialist. Like, oh, yeah, parks. Yeah, he's like the yeah. He's the he's the parks and recreational person, and he's obviously he's he's clearing these uh, slums. He's clearing these these sort of well, not slum areas, but he's clearing oh, certain areas to build, build these new. Yeah, so. So you got a few. So basically, yeah, he's he's and, and he plays a really really horrible Alec Baldwin, but uh, Alec Baldwin nevertheless. Yeah, well, um, yeah, he he can do horrible. Alec Baldwin's actually yeah. very very good at doing horrible. He is. So yeah, he's really nasty, and obviously, there's a few interesting, you know, bits throughout the film. There's a you know, few people get hurt. It's it's not particularly violent. There was a few violent moments in it, but. Uh, I, I thought it really, really worked. I, I mean, again, I knew nothing about this film, Toes, and I saw Motherless Brooklyn, and I thought it was going to be something like that Shirley Ronan film, which was, you know, um, uh, oh Brooklyn, or whatever it was. Yeah, like that. I thought, oh, perhaps it's. I, do you know? I had, really had this thought out as like some sort of romantic thing, and I was totally, totally surprised by it. And it and fifties New York. Yep. 50s is is really really it does look authentic with the cars and i love i I mean i love old cars i love (laughs) i love all that stuff so i mean and so it was really really nice to look at as well because you could see the bridge you put in bridge and as i say you had the whole course so visually it was really really enjoyable um and i thought ed norton did a terrific terrific performance as someone with tourette's but you know so he's quite clever as well so although he's got this tourette's he's obviously perhaps a little bit autistic as well and so so, so he's so, he's but, got a really 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 good memory you know so he can remember lots yeah. of things because oh, i bet he doesn't even know what i said and then he can just repeat exactly what he goes oh, i'm good at remembering things i'm good at remembering things so it's yeah. it's essentially it's a it's pretty much a gumshoe movie gumshoe movie yeah 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 so, private we, investigator so we talk about private investigator and the the clips of it i've seen and stuff make me think of like chinatown yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, similar sim- in that vein. Yeah, definitely in that vein. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's that is a good. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's a good reference actually. Yeah, very much in that Chinatown, LA Confidential, that type of thing. You know, everybody walking around in trilbies. 
that's the well, well something like that yeah you know and, and sort of long coats and like everybody there you know with those yeah. new york accents and yeah yeah, and yeah whatever they call them balonies and coffee and you know whatever you get in new york all that sort of new york <laughs> stuff so yeah so um it's it's yeah yeah it's a really really nice it's 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 visually it's great and as i say i but yeah I, I enjoyed this i enjoyed this film more so than i thought so how many stars would you give it um, I'm just—I'll probably give this one. I'm, I'm being tight today, and I—I'll um, probably give this one a three as well. So it was really good. You know, nothing. There was nothing in um, no, nothing sort of outstanding, but it was a good movie, and I enjoyed it. You know, I wouldn't say it was like the wow factor, but it was solid enough to 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 warrant a three. All right, cool. Has Sharon left the room again? She has, yes. Okay, cool. Because I can. So. I think I think I can hear myself echoing through her headphones again. <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, oh, back now. Oh, oh, we just had the it's sound you. effect, the creaky door, which means that Sharon, Sharon might be like back that. in. Sharon do 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 do. <laughs> do 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 Okay, it was okay. one of my elderly, elderly clients who likes to give me a ring every now and then. <laughs> so I don't like to cut her off because she's um, she's living on her own and she likes the company. Or, or, so she just gives you a ring just to talk about garden-related stuff. Okay, for those who are listening for the first time, Sharon's a gardener. So <laughs> Yeah, so she just ring me all sorts of things. She'll just ring me. Sometimes she'll ring just for a chat and other times she'll ring because she wants me to do something for her. Just that. Yeah, but she's on her own now, so I just say, yeah, if you need me, if you need anything, just give me a call and I'll do what I can. But yeah, she was just ringing up. Cool. Okay. That was perfect so timing. You timed that. that to the perfection. All right, cool. So are you ready to tell us a little bit about V-Wars? V-Wars, yes. This is interesting. I'm interested to hear about this. This is a brand new this. series on Netflix that only landed this week, I think. Wow. I got, I got a little notification. Because you've watched something about um flower arranging you might be like you might like to watch this vampire film so you know how netflix is so specific about its recommendations this sounds great this sounds but yeah this is it's an interesting one actually but yes it's uh, it's a 10 episode series i've watched it over sort of two or three nights a couple of episodes each and it starts off with um dr luther swan is uh, played by Ian Summerhalder from Vampire Diaries. So he's got a bit of the vampire credentials behind him. He's the he one that looks like a... Rob Lowe. Yes, he does very much. Now that he's got a bit older, he looks very much like Rob Lowe, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And him and his best friend, Michael Fane, um, played by Adrian Holmes, um, have been sent to... He's a scientist who does sort of molecular sort of DNA science and stuff, and he does look into... Um, ancient strains and he's got a theory about how the next big um, catastrophe in terms of the human races is not going to be environmental and it's not going to be extraterrestrial i.e. it's not going to be an external factor it's probably going to be from the mounting ice caps that it's going to release an old um, extinct virus is going to be sort of released into the water flow and that's how it's going to cause the next um, catastrophe for humankind. Oh, so, so, so it's, so it's present a, day? It's set in the present day. Oh, yes. wow. okay, cool. Um, 
Man Up today. So this, you, you first meet him, he's giving this lecture about, you know, the end of mankind isn't going to come from an asteroid. It's not going to come from climate change. Climate change. It's going to come from our ancient past. All right. And there's this research station in the Arctic that suddenly you see sort of about the, the thing, things going on where this one man appears to be running mad and then he kills himself. And he's sort of like screaming and there's blood everywhere. And then you see him kill himself. And then th this other doctor says, we've lost track of our research station in the Arctic. We need you to go there, find out what's going on. So the two of them go to this Arctic um, research facility and they find blood everywhere, but no, no people, no bodies. And then they go into the research lab and they basically scoop up everything that they've been researching to find out if there's a link between what they're researching. And they basically have found this ancient virus that attaches itself to your DNA. And in certain people where they've got certain sort of um, chromosomes or whatever, the, I don't know the, the science of it, mm. but basically there's this, if, you, if, if people are exposed to this, it can affect them in different ways. It can give them like flu-like symptoms and then they're fine. Mm -hmm. Other people will give like flu-like symptoms and then they become basically vampires. Mm -hmm. And then a third group become more like succubus where they, they don't, they feed on people but they don't kill them. So you've got like the vampires that kill and the vampires that just feed okay. they're like a succubus where they yeah. can like just keep people. someone and yeah so yeah. so it they tries to like pets so so it tries to um well well mix up the vampire vampire um formula that was getting a bit tired yes it's sort of trying to inject a different sort of take on it and so as the story progresses through the 10 episodes you first of all you see these random like murders where they're thinking there's a serial killer out there who's like ripping the throats out of people or and sort of mutilating them and then they become known as like the vampire killings and then it turns out that this the vampirism is not transferred by biting someone and like resurrecting them from the dead it's a virus that attaches itself to your dna and so certain people are triggered because they've got this sort of gap in their their dna and so when they get affected and this virus because it's like all viruses it can be airborne and it can be on surfaces they're like a common cold yeah. you can catch someone's cold some common a cold from sharing an elevator mm -hmm. with them you don't have to have any personal contact or if it's something that they've handled if you've handled it within a, a couple of hours of them handling it you can become okay, infected right. and so this vampire virus basically has spread exponentially it so, starts off with like one or two people and then it's just become gone a bit mad so, and this is where it becomes a bit interesting is the first vampire to be affected um he basically has wants to it then becomes political slightly in that he identifies that you can become affected you become a bit of a beast for a couple of days and then you get control of your symptoms and you become like a normal human being except you have to feed on blood and so they and then they form like this collective with other vampires and then they want to to basically get vampire rights they want to be recognized as oh, right. a separate species and so as the story progresses it doesn't go down the straight horror route it becomes there's horror but then you can see how how would national security handle vampires so, if they were american citizens can i ask one question yeah. is there any like 
you know, with the stakes and the fight. Is no. there any fight? There's no, so there's no real, real. Oh, there's fighting, but you can shoot them. You can oh, kill right. them because they're, they're, oh, they're just humans, but they've just got this gotcha. strength and they feed on people. So and they, you don't need the pointy sticks. You don't need the crosses, the crucifix, holy water, so, or any of the sticks. So it, it it kind of goes down the true blood route of this is the new reality, this is the new world we're living in, and we're just all going to have to try and figure out a way of getting along. While there's, people, yes. while there's different people with different things in the background who are like, oh, I want fairies to be in charge. I want vampires to be in charge. No, there's the werewolves. Yeah. And uh, as opposed yes. to as opposed to the outbreak thing of, oh my God, this thing's about to break out. We need to stop it. Yeah. It, but it starts off with, oh, we need to stop it. And then you see the different departments in the government, like the FBI, and you see the, the national security people. One of them taking the approach is like, the only way we can deal with this problem is by killing them all. And another one saying, well, we can't kill them all because they haven't actually committed a crime. They've just got an illness. And until <laughs> we can find a solution to this illness, we can't just go and arbitrarily kill people. And so you see it takes on a slightly <coughs> different twist. It's not... Um, it's not as soapy as like true blood but it has elements of that in terms of like you know this is a reality people have got this illness this is a consequence of this illness um and you can't to remove their rights from them they still have rights oh. and and so it goes on down that road so it's quite interesting i mean it's there's a bit of gore in it a bit of violence um sounds interesting but it's not yeah it's not your typical no it's um, different it's different it's a different take on it yeah, it's based cool. on novels by another uh, writer called jonathan mabry i've read of he writes horror stories i've read a few of his books and they are like fast furious completely outlandish and unbelievable but so he's you know he's got a knack of writing quite well so how many stars i'd give it a i'd give it a three i'd say i mean it, it is what it is i mean at some points you're thinking and this was not where I was expecting it to go. Um, but it's still interesting for all that, and you get a lot of people die who you don't expect to die, so they keep you guessing. <laughs> so, But I would give it a three. I'd give it a three. I think it's worth the effort of watching it. You know, and it's it looks like it's set up for an interesting season two. Okay, you see now, this is, because when I saw the thing that said V Wars, I thought it was, you know the TV show V? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought it was like, you know, they were bringing V back. I was like, oh, again, all right, cool, not bad. All right, cool, so... We're going to leave Netflix and Friends and we're going to come back to cinema. And this week, I saw a preview of a film called Parasite. Now, this is a film that is being raved about. It won the Palm Doi in Cannes this year because um, it is a South Korean film from uh, Boon Joon-ho. I might have to apologize for that next week. <laughs> or actually, not next week because we're breaking up for Christmas. Oh, happy Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you in the oh, new yeah, year. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, yeah, and um, it's, so it's a, it's been touted for Oscars, especially for the film, best film not in the English language. And um, I got one of these things where they say, oh, you're going to be watching a film. Uh, you, you can't figure out what film this is. And it was one of these things where they said, just show up or buy a ticket. You don't know what film is going to be until the film actually starts. But be warned that it is a, it is a, they said it's a highly rated movie and it will be subtitled. And I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure I can be bothered. I mean, I, I can't think of any highly rated movies that are subtitled that I'm with, I'll be hoping. And I was like dragging my feet about going to the cinema and all that. And once again, Claudia, my wife, yeah, I seem to do a lot of good things in life because she makes me. But but, <laughs> but, but so once again, she was like, just go, just go. And as I was parking my car outside the cinema, I was like, wait a second. <gasps> it's Parasite, isn't it? It's going to be Parasite. Oh my God, I really want to see this now. I really want to see this now. And sure enough, it was Parasite. <laughs> and this is a film I've heard a lot of good stuff about, but I do not, I had no clue what it's about. So when it kicks off, it kicks off and you're in 
South Korea, I think you're in Seoul. I don't think they act, they actually ever say what city you're in, but you're in a big city in South Korea. And you meet this family. Uh, there's a father, mother, a daughter, and a son. And you meet this family, and the first thing that you can do is like, like almost the first words of the film is the son going, oh, we've got no more Wi-Fi. The lady after has put a password on her Wi-Fi. And you get this idea through this family. This is a family who live pretty below the breadline. And so they're trying to like steal Wi-Fi from their neighbors because they, all their phones have been turned off because they couldn't pay the bill. They're trying to figure out ways. That, so they go, oh, this, then they're like, oh, walk around the house, walk around the house and see if you can get Wi-Fi from it. So, oh, I found one, I found one. And he's like crouching over the toilet because they have this sort of basement flats. What they, call this, they call them semi-basement flats in... in um, in Korea, which are essentially below be below street level, and it's they they have to kill like cockroaches in their houses. They're waiting to try and get like you know ad hoc jobs. There's somebody who's fumigating the street, and the father's like, "Leave the window open, leave the window open, because then we'll get free fumigation." So even though the fumigation stuff comes in and, 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 and nearly nearly chokes all of them, he's like, "No, leave it open, leave it open. We get free fumigation to kill all our bugs, kill all our bugs." So you get the idea that this family do not really have anything whatsoever. One of the one of the son's friends comes along and he's he's like, oh, I am tutoring this uh, really, really rich, um, this rich child or child of rich parents. And I'm going to be going out of the country for a while. You're the only one who I trust with her because I kind of like her. And all the other all the other people from university are just going to try and make a move on her. But you, I know, I trust you. You're not going to make a move on her. But uh, but and the son's like, but I haven't been to university when they wanted to see my my uh, credentials. And he's all like, don't worry, the mother's a bit dim. She won't really know about it. Just show up in a suit. It'll be fine. So he goes to this family and he starts tutoring their daughter. And because they're rich, they pay him quite well. So he's like, hey, parents, look, I've got money. And he, he gets all this money back and he's coming to the family. And when he's speaking to the mother, the rich mum, so Mrs. Park, he's speaking to her. And she's talking about her youngest son, who it is hinted is autistic. And she's, but she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's really, really autistic. And he just needs somebody. He needs an art tooth for art therapy. And the son is like, oh, yeah, well, oh, there's this person who I know. Oh, yeah, I've met her from somewhere else. Her name's Jessica. She's really, really good at art therapy. Uh, I can, I'm not sure what, she, but she's really expensive and all that. And she's like, oh, yeah, please, I'd love to meet her. Then he goes and grabs his sister and gets his sister to pretend to be this well-known art therapy person so that she gets a job. They start paying them. The sister figures out a way of getting rid of the driver for this rich family and then gets her dad to take that job up. And then eventually they figure out a way of getting rid of the housekeeper in this rich, in this because they live in this massive mansion. And they get rid of the housekeeper and then they get their mum to take it. So essentially, they, th this, this poor family, the Kims, surround this rich family, the Parks, and just sort of like, and they're like, yeah, all this money is coming from our family into, from their family into our family. And it's really, really sort of like, especially if you don't know anything about Korea, it reminded me a little bit of growing up in Nigeria because we have a similar kind of system where you still have, I guess what you call a servant class. Mm -hmm. still, you, yeah, still have a servant class. You still have like, you know, have living maids and living live house helps and all that kind of stuff. And it's so it's about how this family surround this other family and just take money from them. And all the money is coming from the parks into the kims and the money that's coming to the kims is it means a lot but it's nothing to the parks they they don't even care it's like it's like yeah yeah whatever it's not not that big a deal like it just just throwing money away and it becomes this sort of like examination of like you know the social strata uh, in there but then it goes crazy in the way like boon jung ho does this in his films something always goes mad <laughs> and and 
what goes bad you you have to see to believe it you have to you have to see to be like okay what uh, what 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 just happened <laughs> but, but it's so good it is it is quite uh, I, I i don't think i've seen anything like it for a while i mean the the well i haven't seen anything like it like the the way they go with the whole thing with the the way it's kind of like a satire about the haves and the haves nots people have compared it to downton abbey because you have the rich parks who live up there and then you have like the people who are below the bread line and how the rich people have absolutely no clue no clue about what life is like for the poor people so there's there's a bit where you um there's a bit where you have the uh there's a rainstorm and this rainstorm devastates like the city and there's people who have to go sit in like bus shelters and all that because the houses have been flooded and then the next day you have like one of the rich people going oh it was so great that we had all that rain yesterday it cleared up all the pollution and now we have a lovely sunny day <laughs> that, that kind of... but yeah but it's a it's a great film it's an absolutely brilliant film it is so close to a five star but i'll give it a very 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 high four because oh, it, good. yeah and i don't know whether it's just because i'm so used to english language films and because it's in korean and it's like different different architecture and different ways and different things and everything like that it's but i just i just really really liked it but it was also a culture that i kind of recognized from being in nigeria and i was and it, yeah. made, me, it made me think about things and go yeah yeah that's a good point you know all those drivers who we had who were so loyal for so many years and all that what did they really think of you <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah so great film when it comes out yeah. when it comes out i'll say go find it sean i know you love your southeast asian I cinema do. yeah you yeah know, and and this it this... looks intriguing i say just the poster we've, we've yeah. got a picture of the poster up on here you got these like these feet sticking out of the bottom thing mm -hmm. that's intriguing it yeah. just it makes you look at it and think okay the more you look at the poster the more you can see in there and think that's there's stuff going on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a really good film. I mean, I think if when you when you actually get to see this, it, it is it's it's one of the good ones. This is one of. It might not it might not come over here, so it might have to wait until it. Because you know what, it might be the, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll definitely be there. So if it is, I'll then um, I'll check that out. Yeah. 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 Really, really, really good film. Really, really good film. Cool. Right, so now we go back to Netflix and Friends, or well, Amazon, or Stars Play versus via Amazon. Well, so uh, so yeah. Amazon have this weird, they have this weird thing where they have. I was just gonna, yeah. yeah, you were going to say what? Go ahead, Sean. I was just going to say the reason. Okay, this is how I come back to watch Pennyworth. I actually opened an Amazon account, never done anything on Amazon before, and it said thirty day Amazon trial. Yeah, and I thought, yep. okay then, but and, and and the postage would come down, free postage and all this for thirty yeah. days Amazon trial. So. Um, I mean, I will go back to Netflix. I'll stop Netflix to get this. And the first episode, because this is a 10-episode series, the first episode you could watch. Yeah. Now, I watched the first episode, and I thought, I'm going to pay. What the hell? I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay the extra, <laughs> and I'm going to watch the West. I'm going to watch watch the rest. So I actually, which is, which I, you know, normally something's got to be pretty damn special. It's got to be really good to, for to you do to do that. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be really good to me to do that. So, so yeah, so that's how watching Pennyworth come about from from watching the yeah, first it's episode. Fire, yeah, yeah, Amazon. So it's like a plug-in to Amazon, though, isn't it? It's not Amazon yeah, Prime. It's yeah. you have Amazon because Prime you buy Amazon an Prime, extra that's service. It. and then you pay for the yeah. channel on top of Amazon Prime to get stuff. Amazon Prime, that's yeah. it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah you, you pay extra. It's a bit like I mean, Amazon are doing all this. They, they got the Premiership games as well. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're like plug-in apps, aren't they? That you can just tag onto your Prime account. They yeah. do. So anyway, 
the story, based, this story is about, you know, Alfred, you know, Batman's yes. Alfred. Yes, yes because Alfred Pennyworth. De facto, whatever. Yeah, de facto is, is Butler. This is when he's like uh, young. He's, he, he starts, it's like near SAS. He's been in a war and he starts, he comes back. They're out of the army. He's got a couple of friends and he sets up like a security company as a bouncer. So he's like a bouncer on it. And he just happens to be um, with uh, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad. Um, Thomas Wayne. Is, yeah, yeah, Thomas Wayne. And he's um, he's sort of in the club and he's having a bit of trouble, so he bails him out. So that's like the first contact there is the first contact there. Okay. Well, and it takes place in like a – it's got to be really early 60s, um, early 60s England, you know. And, I mean, in this, it's an alternative universe, so obviously – the policemen, they got the helms, but they got guns as well. So, so in this, the policemen have got guns. There's these two factions. There's a no-name league and the Raven Society, and they're fighting for political powers. You've got the Queen, you've got the government that are trying to... And this is just so new and so refreshing and so absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, totally, totally out there. You know I mean? It's, yeah. it's just great. The, the, the whole universe is great. All the, all the episodes, they've got names like, um, you know, Scylla Black... Oh. So it's all like 60s. You've got Paloma Thates in there. It's yeah, like a, a sort of Myra Hindley. Not, not, no, no, that'd be a bit horrible to say that. She, she looks, she looks like a bit, she, yeah, because it's the fashion, because that yeah. was the fashion at the times. And got the sister that's got the big hair. Your beehive, yeah. upswept. And as I say, and it's it's quite violent, and it's, it's you know, quite sweary. But it's just, I don't know, I just can't explain it. The atmosphere, the, you know, it just feels, it feels totally different, totally new, and he's, he's pretty cool, Alfred, you know, he's, he, he can look yep. after himself, he can handle himself, and there's a bit of intrigue, and you've also got um, uh, Batman's mother, but she's not she's not a Wayne at the moment, she's Martha, she's Martha. Yeah. Uh, Why did you so, say that name? Yeah, I knew that was, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking that myself, so, but... Uh, yeah, so Martha Kane. Martha Kane. Yeah, so Mar she's Martha Kane, which I assume Bob Kane invented. Oh yeah, Batman. yeah, the guy who so the guy who invented Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming that that's that's why they said that. And you've got oh yeah, you've got Mr. Ripper, because there's like uh, the, the, there's lots of different different episodes. Oh, what, the inspector, yeah. the police inspector. No, he's not. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. He's he's an undertaker. He's okay. an undertaker. He's like he like runs the East End. You know, he's got like a little mob, like a bit like the Peaky Blinders, I guess yeah. you call them. But and there's one episode what starts off like that and um there's assassinations and there's and i mean it goes to a place there's there's an episode that is like the wicker man where they go out to the country to to find the second in command of the raven society you've got oh yeah and there's the one with uh, another episode is about um oh who was the who was the satanist the, the uh, alistair crowley Mose, oh crowley there's an episode yeah. about um, alistair crowley so so there's one episode about that and do do the well, craze show up at any point no, the crazy are not in it. It's totally, totally different. So they've got a different gang but, land, yeah. but it's gangs. Yeah, but it's very violent and it's very sweary. But each episode is just good. You think, oh, I've got to watch the next one. I want to watch the next one. I want to watch the I next one. I know my brother's been watching this. Oh, has he watching it? Has he? Watched yeah. it, but he's what, been watching it. What does he think? Do you know? Or have you not asked him? I haven't asked him. Oh, <laughs> you must ask him because I would like to know. If I'd known you were reviewing it, I would have said, I would have said, what's yeah. it about then? But um, he's yeah. been going on about it, so, so I know that he was he was watching it. Yeah. So. They, but I mean, they suck at me in with the plot. You know, the first one. Yeah. They suck at me in with the first one. So what have you got? You got like Lady Penelope. The episodes: Lady yeah. Penelope, Shirley Bassey, Scylla Black, Julie Christie, Sandy Shaw, Alma Coogan, Marianne Faithful. Oh wow! Uh, pardon? 
So it's all very, all that, yeah. you know, and it takes place. It takes place in that time. And the queen, the queen's real, quite, quite badass. You know what I mean? It's not like she's, yeah, she is. So, um, so yeah. And, uh, you know, take the, any prisoners. No, that's it. And Lord Hardwood is like, um, I don't know. Oh yeah. And there's, there's like the hanging thing as well. They've got the hanging going on, like, like public, they still have public hangings and all that. And like, so Bring them out so yeah, it's a bit one? of, it's a bit of an alternative sixties England. Total, total alternative. Yeah. Really, really new, really, really fresh, really, really. Um, yeah. It, it sounds like uh, it, it sounds like it definitely isn't Peaky Blinders for you then. No, no, it's definitely not Peaky Blinders. Definitely not Peaky Blinders. Mr. Ripper though, Matt, possibly, but you know, um, yeah. What can I say? Okay. Oh, so, yeah, they're all great. Yeah, because uh, the, the thing about this, right, is that uh, you know how every now and then I'm signed up with extras agencies and I get like requests saying, yeah. "Okay," oh, and I remember actually getting a request to be on Pennyworth, to be a to, oh, wow, yeah, to be a supporting artist on Pennyworth. I couldn't make the dates or anything like that, but the things that they were talking about, they were they were they essentially told you, "Oh, it's about you know the early days of Batman's Butler, Alfred," and. And um, they were, but they were saying things like, "Okay, are you okay with nudity?" And I was like, "What? What is this show?" <laughs> it's like this is the, this is one of the few times I've received like you know Batman and nudity in the same email. But <laughs> were, you, were you not were you not tempted, Tozen? Were you not tempted? Nah, nah, nah. I've, I've received a couple of things like that. I like you know where they say, "Oh, there's going to be like." Essentially, they, they, I have received calls saying, "Oh, by the way, oh, if you're oh, if you're okay with nudity, we need extras for an orgy scene." I've received those emails. No, thank you. No, <laughs> and, and, and I've, I've just kind of like, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm oh, still, must, yeah, I'm still too much of a prude like, for that. I'm still too much of a prude for that. I'm sorry. I, I guess in the I guess in the nightclub where where he works, you know, where he's the doorman, where he works. Yeah, you can pretend to disco dance, yeah. but you don't want to be cavorting no. with some. But I mean, it's not—it's not like in your face. It's not like in your face, you know. It's um, yeah. it's very much just like the nightclub, and there's obviously girls dancing and things, you know. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say it was any particularly. It wasn't like maybe you graphic. haven't seen that scene yet, then. <laughs> well, no, I no, you've seen, you've seen the oh, whole scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you, oh, I'll, yeah no, I'll tell you, you know, what... they're just they yeah, sorry. No, I was just gonna say like, but it's a really, really weird thing when you're speaking to somebody on set and you realize that you know about thirty seconds earlier they were naked behind a wall. And then, and then you're like, hang on, you're wearing a bathing, you know, you're wearing a bathrobe. Oh, I see, you're naked underneath there. Oh wow, that's oh, this is interesting. Okay. <laughs> it happened, yeah, but it's yeah, film sets, weird places, weird places. Cool. All right, cool. So, Sean, how many stars would you give it? Well, you can guess. This is going to be. I mean, I've, generally, sometimes I've been really generous, haven't they? Yeah. Um, this one, this is going to be. This is probably one of my highlights of the year. Totally, oh, wow. totally got immersed really really enjoyed this this i thought you know there was probably two of the episodes i thought two of the end episodes probably didn't quite cut cut the mustard because uh, a couple of things happened but on the whole you know i mean totally totally immersed it's new it's fresh yeah fantastic this gets a big five for me oh, i mean right. i wouldn't have paid for it otherwise. i wouldn't have paid for it otherwise if i didn't think it was worth it all right cool so sure now that you've paid for it right what you need to you need to give me your password so that i can okay (laughs) (laughs) all right cool so that's a big five big five for pennyworth i joke of course i joke of course uh, but we'll talk later yes 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 of course of course yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) all right cool um right so all that's left to do is to say who has won this week without telling you about individual scores or anything like that 
So, cool. uh, Sharon, after Monday, you can go listen back to the rest of the podcast and you can figure out what I it will. is that we said. Yeah. But, but at the moment, it's uh, Netflix or cinema. And the winner this week, it's been quite... By, by, by putting in a nice, consistent performance all across the board throughout all the different rounds, is... Netflix. Netflix and Friends. Well, we have to say and Friends because the highest score was not not a Netflix thing. So, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, though, Tozen. I'll tell you what, though, with all this, I mean, what what do you watch now with all the other (laughs) streaming ones coming up? I'm I'm having to flip and flop. You know what I mean? Now you've told me V Wars is on Netflix. I'm like, oh, because I just, I just, um, I mean, I will go back, but I just stopped the subscription for a little days to uh, do okay. the, the, uh, the Amazon Prime stuff, you know. So it's flippy floppy about and, and everything. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what is actually quite funny. Uh, it's, um, you know, uh, uh, on Netflix, on Netflix, BoJack Horseman has come back. I know, I know. Oh, it's, it's like, what do you? I, and this is the thing. You know, like, once you, once you said, "What do you do?" I only just remembered now. I saw it. I was like, "Oh, new episodes of BoJack Horseman. Gotta watch that. Love that show." And there's so much stuff. I totally forgot that that was out. I forgot that that was that was something I was supposed to watch because, as you said, there is so much stuff. Yeah. And no, and I, as I keep saying, it's not even that there's so much stuff because there was for a long time there was a lot of stuff. But is that there's so much good stuff? There is. So. That's it. And I think, I think, in in a way, it's good because they're actually competing with each other, aren't they? Yeah. And it's working. It's working. It's like it's it's whoa, driving the quality almost. way up. It's driving. Yeah. 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 And when does it? When I mean something I'm really really looking forward to. But I mean we're not getting it for a while. Is the Mandalorian? Well, I'm looking forward to Witcher, which is Witcher. out this weekend. Oh wow. So I'm cool. hoping to catch. Is that up Netflix that. or is that Amazon? That's Netflix. That's Netflix. Uh, so I'm looking... all these people be like having you know they're, they're like loads weren't they really and then you've got the brick box stuff so you know yeah um, let's see, let's I don't know where we're, we're going to go I'll tell you what Disney... are you looking forward to Disney Plus I'm looking forward to getting Disney Plus because there's two TV shows there's two cartoon TV shows that I need to watch which because Disney are horrible and they keep locking them up and they don't even let you buy DVDs of these shows I want to there's two episodes of Phineas and Ferb I haven't seen and Star vs. Right. The Forces of Evil <laughs> Star vs. the Forces of Evil, love it, and I want to watch all the episodes and figure out how that storyline works. But anyway, cool. well, <laughs> until next, what oh, you know, until next year, until yes. next year, yes. until next Happy year. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you so Happy much, Christmas, for, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us for the whole first year of Netflix vs. Cinema. This is the uh, end of season one. We shall be back somewhere probably in the week of the 7th of january or something like that i still need to hash it out with these two and figure out exactly when they're available after turkey time um so yeah yeah, have a great christmas have a great new year and until 2020 all that's left to say is a goodbye from me goodbye from me and a goodbye from me merry christmas happy new year merry christmas happy new year we will see you in the new year bye bye Olivia Cappuccini. Cool.